Failing to plan is planning to fail. This is Pastor Mike Kramer of New Life Church, your home of positive faith, bringing you power for living. Come to the cross and find forgiveness. Get into His Word and you'll find strength for your soul. Tap into the love that God has given and you'll find power for Powerful Living is a positive faith ministry. We believe that a positive attitude in life is an expression of the positive faith which embraces a powerful truth that with God, all things are possible. Pastor Mike Kramer is a founder of Powerful Living, senior pastor at New Life Church, and the author of the inspirational book, Power Moments. Tap into the love that God has given And you'll find power for living My friend, the difference between a dream and a goal is an action plan. So it's very, very important to develop an action plan. We've been talking about having scriptural guidelines for goal setting. And today I want to speak on the concept of develop an action plan. Psalm 37, again, verses 3 through 5, that's been our key text. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Again, feed your faith and you'll starve your fear. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. In other words, my friend, he'll place the desire within you and you'll reach your full potential for the glory of God. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. So, the idea of committing your way to the Lord. If you think of the idea of a way or the way, that's an action plan. And my friend, you want to set a plan in motion again. Failing to plan is planning to fail. And what separates so much of success or failure is taking that dream, turning it into a goal, and developing an action plan. Now, in leadership, to you know, come out and proclaim, I have a strategic plan. You know, that sounds fine, but there's nothing to really rally around that. In leadership, you want to set the vision, promote the goal, and then rally the troops, so to speak, to get involved and have what we call the buy-in and make sure that they accept the concept. And if not, you go back to the drawing board and work it out and get the input from those that you're seeking to accomplish the goal and develop it into a goal And then, my friend, in that process, you will develop from that goal, you'll turn it into an action plan. And that way, everybody knows what to do. And you get everybody on board. You put your shoulder to the wheel. You know, a few years ago when I had a little bit of a health scare and the the doctor told me, Mike, you need to lose some weight, I made a simple goal and a strategic plan to follow. Actually, it was a very simple plan. One was to get on the treadmill. You know, I don't always like walking on the treadmill, but it's important to get some exercise. And, you know, I read a book a few years ago on health, and the doctor talked about, you know, stirring the waters, uh, kind of like if a pond is, is stagnant and doesn't have any input, you know, it'll, it'll get stale. So you need to have the waters move, so to speak. 
We talked about the body has so much uh, water in it. You want to move that body, stir it, and it keeps your body from becoming stagnant, so to speak. And that was an analogy that really stuck with me. And so I started doing that and, and putting that into motion. And as a result, I would sometimes say to my wife, uh, we have a treadmill in the basement that we now use for a while. It was just sort of a decorative piece down there. But uh, I'll say, well, I'm going down to stir the waters. So I set a goal to, you know, walk so much each day, usually 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be massive. And then when it came to food, I knew that if I just took some crash diet or fad diets or whatever, that I might take the weight off, but I probably wouldn't keep the weight off. And so I just set a simple idea before myself and just said, you know, I'm going to make some sensible substitutions. And so in eating, you know, I love sandwiches. I can turn anything into a sandwich. Anybody that knows me knows that. You know, on Easter Sunday when you're having the ham and, and everything that goes with it, we like to throw a little Polish sausage on the side. I love to take a roll and cut that roll in half and put a slice of ham on there, a little bit of butter, and eat that, or maybe do the same with Polish sausage and, you know, put some horseradish in there. Well, I decided that some of that bread probably needed to go. And so I don't cut it all out, but maybe if I'm having a sandwich, I'll remove one slice of the, of the bread on the sandwich and, and enjoy it. You know, sensible substitutions. Fresh fruit instead of French fries. You know, it's a little bit more boring, but hey, you'll live a little bit longer. I just made a few sensible substitutions. I did not go on a diet. I changed some of my eating habits. And as a result, the weight came off. Now, the pandemic, I'm kind of like everybody else. I kind of fell off the wagon a little bit and put a couple pounds back on, but I'm working on getting that off and went back to the sensible substitutions. You know, I went almost three years without eating one potato chip, and I love potato chips. You know, my my weakness is the salty snacks. You know, some people, it's sweet snacks and those kinds of things, the cake, the cookies, the pies, and, and all that. My weakness is if it's got salt on it, I'm drawn to it. But I knew some of that had to go. So I made some sensible substitutions. And as a result, the weight came off, began to feel better, and was actually uh, a healthy uh, for my life. And it even helped me have a positive outlook on life. And it was energizing. But remember this, my friend. Three steps forward, two steps back is still progress. So keep on keeping on. And then I like to say, decide to get started now. My friend, the devil's day is always tomorrow. That is kind of the, the mindset of the procrastinator. Why do today what you can put off until tomorrow? My friend, get started today. If you have a goal and you want to set that thing in motion, do not wait. Get started today. If you had a goal and you've drifted away from it a little bit, get back on that plan today. Get started today. You know, Proverbs 13, 4 says, The soul of the sluggard desires and has nothing, but the hand of the diligent makes one rich. In other words, the lazy person, yeah, they have a desire. They know what they want. They'd kind of like to succeed. They'd like to make more money. They'd like to lose a little bit of weight. They'd like to go back to college. There's a lot of things they'd like to do. 
but they don't. The hand of the diligent makes one rich. That's not only financial prosperity, the hard worker, God blesses, and you have a chance to achieve and succeed and and move up the ranks, so to speak. The hard worker in school will get the grades and and keep on keeping on. So there's a, a lot of ways to get rich, so to speak. You know, spiritually rich, the discipline of reading your Bible in a consistent way. My friend, we've covered this before, but never forget. One chapter of the New Testament, just reading one chapter, five days a week, chapter a day, five days a week, you will read through the entire New Testament in one year. There are exactly 260 chapters in the New Testament. So 52 times five, the last I checked, still equals 260. If you read a chapter a day of the New Testament, you'll read through the entire New Testament in one year. If you add two or three chapters of the Old in that, you'll read through the entire Bible. Probably three chapters of the Old, one chapter of the New. You'll read through the entire Bible in a year. Maybe you break it down into a two-year goal. That's fine. But whatever you do, stick with it. I love the book of Proverbs. Practical wisdom. It's, it's sort of like what we believe put into action. And there's just so many tremendous principles found in Proverbs that will bless your life, it'll it'll bless your relationships, it'll bless your efforts in work, just the whole, it'll make you a generous person. I could go on and on and on. But there's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. So what I like to do from time to time is take a month that has 31 days and read a chapter of Proverbs each day particularly the month of January. It's always great to kick off your new year with that. But you don't have to stop there. You know, you can do it other times. You don't have to wait till there's 31 days in a month. But the book of Proverbs, just practical wisdom. Psalms will bless your life. It'll encourage your heart. It'll strengthen your soul. There's so much encouragement found in the book of Psalms. And we could go on and on and on. But my friend, develop an action plan. Decide to get started now. And I would suggest keeping a balance. Breaking your goals down to financial goals, health goals, physical goals, whatever you want to call it, some spiritual goals, you know, in terms of reading the scriptures and and some time in prayer, church attendance, having a place of worship that will bless your life. Service goals, you know, looking out for the interest of others. You know, whatever you uh, do, do heartily as to the Lord, not for men, but in that same process as you seek to glorify God. Jesus said, you know, to treat others the way we would want to be treated so you have a, a life of respect. I like to say respect is like a boomerang. What you send out is what will return. But also, uh, you know, the the Great Commission is to go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, every person. Take the good news of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the sins of the entire human race. That's the good news, the gift of eternal life to all who believe. We're commanded to take that to the entire world. Matthew's gospel says, go into all the world and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and then teaching them to obey all things that Christ has commanded. And lo, he's with us always, even until the end of the age, or until the end of the world. In other words, 
help people place their faith in Christ, and then help them learn the word of God to live for Christ. That's the great commission. The great commandment, Luke 10, 27, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, our vertical passion for God should be revealed in our horizontal compassion for humanity. And so we look for ways to do good things for others. So you develop an action plan and you have a balance in your goal-setting process. Again, financial goals. Of course, everybody wants to succeed and prosper and get ahead. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you keep life in perspective. And then physical goals. Try to be in the best shape that you can at the life stage that you're at. You know, hey, I'm going to be 65 in June. I'm not trying to be in the shape I was when I carried the football or played basketball or ran track in high school. But at the same time, at my age, I try to, you know, be in, in a reasonable shape. Physical goals, financial goals, spiritual goals. Keep growing in the faith and also service goals. Look for ways to serve humanity. Look for ways to make this world a little bit of a better place because you're in it. And my friend, you know, I'm reminded of the story of a guy that was walking along the beach uh, with his uh, grandson and he'd reach down and he'd pick up those little sand dollars and throw one in uh, the ocean. And finally, uh, the little boy said, there's all of these on the beach. What difference does it make? And the grandpa just reached down and picked up one more and threw it in the water and said, to that sand dollar it makes all the difference in the world. My friend, you might be saying, what difference does my life make? Hey, if I do good to others, how, what bearing does that really have on the human race? My friend, the one that you do kind acts for, it'll have all the difference in the world. So you do what you can, do all the good that you can, to all, for all the people that you can, all the time that you can, and my friend, God will make you a blessing in the lives of others, and you'll feel better about yourself. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rain fall softly on your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace in your heart and power for living. Amen.